0: Hey everybody and welcome to this edition of the Cubs Corner. I'm your host Anthony Pasquale and this episode is brought to us by Cubs Analyst. And let's talk about the Chicago Cubs for a quick second. They are in first place in the National League Central. Now today's episode does not have any guests but we are going to look at some video clips from interviews that the Cubs had after yesterday's game that concluded a sweep of the St. Louis Cardinals. The Cubs swept both the Marlins and the Cardinals this week and yesterday was a huge game, a big offensive output, 13 runs on the St. Louis Cardinal pitching, an absolute outburst of offense, fueled by the Chicago Cubs. Chris Bryant with a grand slam that came late in the game, and he talked about how a lot of times some guys don't really want to have that last at-bat when they're struggling, but he knew he needed it for both his confidence and to add some extra run support. So without further ado... Let's take a listen to a clip from an interview with Chris Bryan from NBC Sports Chicago. Listen in, here we go.
1: At bat. You know, sometimes you're, some people don't want that last at bat sometimes when you're not going great, but I, I feel, I feel great. I really wanted it. i see seen ball all good. Um, I got it in the air. And, uh, it was good. It felt really good, though see results after all the, all the hard work that I've put in. My philosophy of hitting is not to have as much movement. Keep it very still. I think it, it shows in kind of my swing and how little movement I had in it. It's kind of what I got back to. It's nice to just hit the ball hard all over the field. I've been feeling really good at the plate. I mean, um, Arizona, Seattle, I mean I feel like I've been hitting the ball so hard. Um, not the the most results. I would love to see more, but it's just a matter of sticking with it and realizing that you know what I'm doing is good and have faith in the work that I'm putting in and the results that follow. And today was nice to see. Um, just good swings all around, good at bats.
0: And Chris Bryan did have some good at bats. He ended up with two singles in the game yesterday. Or two hits, I mean, a single and the grand slam. Chris Bryan is now hitting in the two forties. Still not great where Chris Bryant thinks he should be, but Chris Bryant has been having a great couple of weeks. He's homered three times in the last week, and like he said in that interview, he feels like he's been hitting the ball hard. Well, that's because he has. In a game against the Mariners, he went one for four with four balls that came in well over 100 miles per hour off the bat. So Bryant is getting a lot of solid contact recently. May not be exactly what he's expecting results-wise, but if you're a Cub fan or just somebody around baseball, you've got to know that Chris Bryan is just about ready to break out of his slump. And if we're talking about breaking out of slumps, let's talk about the Cubs as a whole. They started off the season with two wins in their first nine games, and since then they've rattled off 18 victories in their next twenty-five games or 24 games and now stand at the top of the NL Central with 19 wins. And 12 losses an absolutely great turnaround for this ball club and it's been such an, a fun th- thing to see you watch you watch all the starting pitchers have their their slews of dominance John Lester looks great on the mound Cole Hamels and John Lester have been almost piggybacking after each other anything you can do I can do better and then you look at a guy like Kyle Hendricks who struggled but gets a start against the St. Louis Cardinals and throws a Maddox are you kidding me for those of you at home that don't know exactly what a Maddox is, it's a complete game in less than 90 pitches. Hendricks threw it in 81 pitches, an absolutely phenomenal performance to get the Cubs the first win of the series. Then you Darvish started on Sunday coming off arguably his best start in a Cubs uniform last week against the Diamondbacks and kind of delivered a little bit of a clunker. It wasn't his best start. He gave up five runs, and he was... In the game, losing five to one, and Taylor Davis, backup catcher, backup backup catcher for Victor Caratini, who's hurt, and Taylor Davis of all people clubs a grand slam to tie the game. Javi adds, a homer, Javi adds a homer late in the game in the eighth, and the Cubs win that one. Then on Sunday, Jose Quintana is starting to look more and more like the pitcher we thought we got from the White Sox, and then the Cubs just bursted on the Cardinals with a ton of offense. And now they sit at first place in the NL Central. And obviously you can listen to me react to this for the whole podcast, but instead I thought I'd play a clip of Chris Bryant, Wilson Contreras, and a couple other players reflecting on the fact that the Cubs are indeed in first place. Let's listen in.
1: Anytime you can take three from the team that's in first, I mean, of course, we're going to feel good about it. Um, we know it's going to be a battle this whole year with them, with the Brewers, with the rest of our division. So it's nice to kind of, um, you know, get this one out of the way early with three wins. I just hope that we we continue to uh, maintain that focus. Um, you know, um, I'd like to believe that we have this inner swagger always. I mean, I think you have to, as a professional athlete, to go on stage like that and uh, and to uh, be exposed constantly. There's you have to have that thing inside of you that. Permits you to um, pretty much like the try-not-to-suck method. Feel good also. to be back in first place? Uh, that feels, it feels good. It feels good, uh, for, of course. Uh, but you know what? It's uh, still early in the season. We have still got to keep going. and uh, Right now, we got to just go and rest and think about tomorrow.
0: And when Wilson Contreras says the Chicago Cubs need to think about tomorrow, tomorrow is now today. The Cubs start a four-game series against the Miami Marlins, one of the worst teams in baseball who they swept a couple of weeks ago. And they're going to look to keep on this hot streak when they have already won seven games in a row to put them atop of the NL Central. And it's been truly incredible to see. I read an article from Tony Andracchi. We've had him on the podcast numerous times, and and he just outlined the fact that just about everything is falling into place really well for the Cubs. Jason Hayward's having his best start, in a Cubs uniform, Wilson Contreras has nine home runs on the year. He only had 10 last year. Javier Baez is duplicating even better than what he did last year when he almost won the MVP. Bryant and Rizzo have a combined eight homers in their last 11 games and are really looking to get back on track for this lineup. David Bodie's looking like he deserves a starting job. Ben Zobris has been a veteran leader more than anyone could imagine. Daniel Descalso has really proved that he, he, he earned every cent that he got in the offseason. Kyle Schwarber's been hitting all right this year. Albert Amora had two extra base hits yesterday. And this entire Cubs lineup, top to bottom, has just been hitting and hitting and hitting, whether it's Victor Caratini, Taylor Davis, anybody that gets plugged into this lineup is hitting. Everybody on this team is really feeling it. They're grinding on at-bats, taking the right pitches. Joe madden has been saying even guys who are struggling, they're taking the right pitches, they're swinging at the right pitches Everything's starting to come in place now for this ball club, and I've heard numerous comparisons that this team has not looked better since the 2016 season, and if I'm being completely honest, I'd have to agree myself. I think this Cubs team has looked phenomenal, and now let's take a quick second to talk about the bullpen, the Chicago Cubs bullpen. Started off the season as the biggest question mark, and although they still do not have a closer, even though Joe Madden kind of hinted that Strope was that guy, even though this team does not have a closer, their bullpen has been great. Since the first nine games of the season, the Cubs' bullpen ERA is the best in baseball by over a run, a large margin. Kyle Ryan has emerged as a great lefty in Mike Montgomery's absence, and... Pedro Strope has looked good in the back end, Brandon Kinsler, Brad Brock. everybody is kind of getting away from the beginning where they walked a lot. now they're trying to strike out guys more, and there's really not a guy on this Cubs team that I don't trust with the ball, except for maybe you Darvish. even Tyler Chatwood has had two spectacular efforts. Yesterday may not have been the best performance as he gave up three runs in, in a Cubs blowout but But you darvish excuse me, Tyler Chatwood did. Throw 19 of 25 pitches for strikes which is something that he has been ripped on in the past for lacking and that's command so all these guys in the bullpen behind the guidance of tommy have really been coming into their own maybe it takes a couple of weeks of adjustment period with a new pitching coach but this chicago cubs team bullpen starting staff and the lineup has really been firing on all cylinders it's truly a great thing to see for this cubs team and one of the guys the on the Chicago Cubs team that has really had a good solid start to the season is Wilson Contreras and he's a guy who's already nearly doubled or excuse me nearly reached his home run total from last year so we're going to take a quick second to listen to Chris Emma interviewing Wilson Contreras somebody we had on the podcast a week ago listen to Wilson Contreras talk about his hot start to the season and how we can maintain it?
1: Ten last season. How much better do you feel this year, and that, how right are things going for you here? i do a lot better. Um, I'm nothing. I, I didn't think. Uh, I didn't think that I was going to have this start, but I worked so hard during the off season, during spring training that uh, now it's paying off. So I'm not getting a big head or anything like that. I just uh, feel good. I feel good. Uh, been feeling good since day one. Obviously, there's gonna be bad moments, slump, and all, all the stuff. But uh, as as soon as you can forget about the bad moments and uh, do not extend them, like from one game to nine games, it will be a lot better. Yeah, he's always with emotion, but there's a little bit more of a calm about him. If that makes any sense, he's not as emotional. Um, he's able to take a bad moment and file it away pretty quickly, and that's what I'm. I think that's the biggest difference I'm seeing. Maturity, older year, older whatever. Uh, you know, things that we've talked to him about in the past. He's, he's really playing an even more professional game.
0: And that more professional game behind the plate has led to being, him being one of the Cubs' best hitters thus far. And we were talking about all these different guys that we can say have been the Cubs' best hitters so far. Wilson Contreras, Jason Hayward, Anthony Rizzo, Chris Brown. We're talking about all these guys that are getting hot, staying hot. But there's one guy, Javi Baez. Who has just been incredible all year long? Already with 11 homers, seven of them to the opposite field, spreading the ball all around, batting well over 300. Javier Baez is duplicating his MVP season, even better. Everything he's doing has been everything Joe Madden could ask for. He's playing stellar defense at shortstop, and speaking of shortstop, Javier Baez, in my opinion, needs to stay at shortstop. Theo Epstein talked about having some consistency for your best player. Yes, Javier Baez is the Cubs' best player, and frankly, it's not really that close. He's been producing at an MVP level for a year and almost a third now. And Javier's been everything you could ask for in a player and more. A dynamic base runner. He's got his head in the game at all times. Spread the ball around the field with power, with contact. Gets on, steals, makes the phenomenal play and the routine one. And there's pretty much nothing else you could say about Javier Baez that hasn't already been said. And there's a guy in AAA Iowa, Addison Russell, who many think maybe has played his last game in a Cubs uniform, and I'll tell you why. Obviously, everybody knows Addison Russell had the domestic abuse incident and is receiving a 40-game suspension. Well, that 40-game suspension is over. The Chicago Cubs decided on a strictly baseball decision to keep him in AAA Iowa. They said everything he's done as a person has been improving and he has done everything they've asked him in terms of his counseling and getting better as a person as an individual before they even think of him as a teammate as a ball player or as a shortstop and no matter who you ask in the Cubs organization it seems to be a unanimous agreement that Addison Russell may not necessarily fit on this team David Bodie has essentially replaced him in terms of being the the right-handed bat utility guy backup shortstop role that Russell may fill. And you could argue that Russell might be the better option over Mark Zagunas, but Russell really wouldn't get that many at-bats. It almost seems time for the Cubs to move on with Addison Russell, not because of the domestic violence. I stand behind Theo Epstein and the Cubs organization for supporting both Russell and Melissa Reedy and the entire Russell family for this whole incident because it did happen on the Cubs' watch. They're taking credit for this guy's success. They should take credit for his failure as well. So the Cubs did a great job, in my opinion, of standing behind their guy, helping him and his family, and, and the issue on a domestic stage. But on a strictly baseball decision, I don't think Addison Russell is necessarily fits on this team, at least in a starting role. He might come up and be the right-handed pinch-hitter utility infielder option as David Bodie kind of transitions into a more starting starting role, even though it was announced today that he has been playing with a broken toe since the first game of the season. But that aside, I think Bodie has kind of overtaken Russell, and just about anybody can agree that unless we see Russell hitting like he did in 2016, David Bodie's the better player and the better option for this Cubs team. So as Russell sits in AAA, he could have returned May 3rd against the Cardinals. Instead, he's still in AAA with Ian Happ. Both guys who have major league talent maybe could be representative in a in a pretty good trade package to send for maybe a reliever or a closer of some sort. But those are two guys that we could see come up at some point this year and maybe send Mark Zagunas down who seems to be getting the least amount of at-bats of guys on the Cubs' pen, or excuse me, on the Cubs' bench. But it looks like to me that Ian Happ is more likely to come up and Addison Russell might be more likely on his way out. And This is strictly a baseball thing in my head. I think Russell maybe has had his, his best days in pinstripes and maybe his last ones, but that's up to Theo, Joe, and the rest of the Cubs organization. It's not quite up to me. But what is up to me is my opinion on this Cubs team, and my opinion on this Cubs team is that, wow, this team has rebounded in a phenomenal way. Chris Bryant said the other day, man, why did we have to start 1-6? and six? And Rizzo said, if we didn't start 1-6, you'd probably be talking about the media, he means. You'd probably be talking about the Cubs as a powerhouse. Well, through these last 20 games or so, the Cubs really have been a powerhouse. They've shown displays of excellent pitching, displays of hitting that is impossible to stop from top to bottom, contact, power, speed, everything you could ask for, and winning percentage-wise, this team now holds the best record in the National League. Now, I know the Dodgers are also having a great year, and the Cardinals too, but the Cubs just swept them. In these those two best teams, the Cubs have taken five of six against. So this Cubs team is really coming into their own and drawing comparisons to the 2016, 2016 team, and I think those comparisons are worthy of this ball club. I think there may be one final starting pitcher or a closer, a dynamic closer, maybe a Chapman-like deal like in 2016, away from being a team that everybody fears and that could potentially be World Series champions. I'm really glad of the way that the Cubs have rebounded to their poor 1-6, 2-7 and, six, two and seven start, and I'm glad that production is coming from everywhere, whether it's Baez, Rizzo, Bryant, Elmora, Contreras, Schwarber, Hayward, everybody seems to be hitting and contributing in their own way. And the vibe around the team and the vibe around the clubhouse, as Chris Emma said last week and Tony Andracchi has said before, is a really good one. It's a really confident one. And it's a one where every guy believes in each other and believes in the ultimate goal, and that is the Cubs winning the World Series. Now let me take one quick second to do a little flashback in Cubs history. 21 years ago today, Kerry Wood made history in his fifth ever Major League start. And for those of you that don't know, Kerry Wood struck out 20 batters. He was the third person ever to do it behind Randy Johnson and Roger Clemens. And Max Scherzer, I believe, is the only player who has done it since. Kerry Wood had a phenomenal pitch. I believe it was a slider, might have been a curveball, but the announcer on the day called it the hook, and Astros hitters were missing and missing and missing. Kerry Wood threw a one-hitter that many believe could have been called an error, and Kerry could have gotten a no-hitter, but instead, he got a one-hitter and still sits as one of the most dominant performances in not only Cubs history, but pitching history as a whole. So let's take a listen to the call of Kerry Wood's 20th and historic strikeout way back on, in, on WGN 21 years ago today. Let's take a listen. That was unbelievable. Kerry Wood striking out 20 Astros in one game, a truly incredible feat. So I pose the question to you guys listening. What's more impressive to you? Kerry Wood striking out 20 Astros in a one-hitter, or Kyle Hendricks pitching a complete game shutout in 81 pitches where he walked more batters four than he struck out three? Leave a comment on my Twitter, Ant underscore Pasquale 3. And that's just about all the time we have here today on the Cubs Corner podcast. I thank you guys for listening. If you want to catch this episode, a previous episode, or an upcoming episode, look up Cubs Corner on Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, or Apple Podcasts. Thank you guys all for coming to the Cubs Corner. Go Cubs.